ManaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Brian, what in, in Gaia's revenge is that thing? It's Did your iPhone and your and your yeah. iPad have a baby like in Preacher and then it came out this I, half size? I somehow got bamboozled into getting a tablet that's not an iPad. When you said when what? I went to get my new iPhone. Would they that what is that? What's the it's name like of it? It's an Android LG tablet or something. Or? It's like an Android LG tablet. I don't tablet. know. It might be a bootleg Android <laughs> tablet. I don't know. So that it's is, terrible. that's your official tablet now? I hate it. Do you not have an iPad anymore? I still have an iPad, but it is, uh, it's in its end days. I have a, I have it's a, in palliative I have, care. I have a 2011 iPad still. Yeah, I have. That's probably what I have, and it's, it's, uh, <coughs> it's suffering. So I need to get a new one. Oh snap! Something went wrong. Is it, is it that there's no, there's no Apple with a bite out of it on the back of your your tablet? Is that oh, what it's right. Okay. Because this is trying to be attached. Sick. All right, so while, while you're trying to set up the cards for this Eldritch Moon set review episode... So we're going to do, like, Wax Wayne? Eldritch yeah, Moon, okay. Wax Wayne? Okay, Wax Wayne. Let's talk about other things going on. So today is Monday, the 11th of July, and Tim Duncan, who's considered by many to be the greatest power forward in the history of the National Basketball Association, declared his retirement today. What do you think about that? Well, like you said, I mean, it seemed like it was pretty much coming, but... I'm sad. I mean, Richard Jefferson also retired and then quickly unretired. <laughs> yeah, I know. Does he does he not realize how much money he's leaving on the table by retiring? I mean, I do, he do you see really the contracts that people are throwing around? No, actually, Duncan lost a lot of money. He had he had a unscrupulous business manager who cost him like twenty two million dollars or something. Oh, really? The past couple of years, yeah. It was in the news, and uh, there was a lot of speculation because the Duncan people talk about Duncan retiring every year, right? So yeah. there's speculation that he was. Um, Going to retire earlier, but he he actually needed the cash because his oh. his business manager had set his assets on fire. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going around today about him, like you know, now becoming a professional D and D player. Really? No, because apparently he plays D and D. So who doesn't? I, mean, I don't. I don't Do you think Tatiana Maslany plays D and D? I mean, they certainly play. D- so you haven't watched this current season, right? I have. I binged it this week. Oh, you watched, I watched this current season? The whole, all ten episodes. I mean, this I wouldn't be surprised, right? Like they play every. They play King of Tokyo this season. <coughs> they play Magic: The Gathering this season. Look, the, what's the guy's name? Hell Wizard. Hell Wizard always puts Time Walk <laughs> and Dark and Dark Confidant in every deck. But that's right. Bob Maher was on an episode of Orphan Black. But. The rare, it's not always the rare cards that are good. Yeah. Don't let anyone do that's propaganda. Yeah. And, and he doesn't sleeve his deck, apparently. <laughs> Dark Confidant be and Time Walk in every, in every deck played by Hell Wizard. Yeah, I think they played... Uh, Hell Wiz to his friends. Yeah, they played, they, played a bunch of, uh, they played a bunch of board games this season. Yeah, so uh, the secret hideout in Orphan Black is... Because actually it's a comic book store, it's, right? Well, that nobody season. goes into. It's this season. Yeah. So it's... This penultimate season of the show. And then they have a, a, so did you, a science lab underneath Did you love it? It. It, was, it was better than I thought it would be. And I thought it would be pretty good. Yeah. It was good. Um, that's not a show we recap on Fetchland, though. No. So this Maybe is, the final season we should do. This is, uh, this is uh, why are we, I... Are we doing uh, The Night Of? I don't even want to watch that one. Why? I might pick up Mr. Robot this week, though. So this is, this is what happened. What about so, can I do Suits? I love Suits. <laughs> so uh, what a pointless show to... To recap, though, 
<laughs> he's a douche, he's a douche, but they love each other. Yeah. Backstab, backstab, backstab. We're family. Oh, intrigue. No repercussions. <laughs> Although repercussions. This We're is. the greatest lawyers on earth who never follow the law. <laughs> we just strong arm people and they do what we want. Mike's not really a lawyer. Oh, that's all out now. Yeah, so, um, so this is why I binge watched Orphan Black. So I emailed Osip. I'm like, yo, Osip, where's your preacher recaps? And he's like, yo, I'm in Portugal. <laughs> I don't have TV. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I guess I have to pick it up. And so instead of watching any preacher, I just <laughs> watch Orphan Black. So I put last week's episode recap up last night. So I'm going to do last night's today, probably. Okay. Then. So I am not caught up on preacher. So where's my, uh, and by my, I mean your, your expensive sorcery master. Oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. I want. It's, it's going up this week. It's it's partially about not being able to talk about new cards. So it's kind of I, I wanted it for this week. Well, have you got have you got your I do fake iPad working? I do. Yet? I do. <laughs> so I, I, was, I just a couple of things about life imitating art. So I was waiting for Brian on the corner. I was actually just reading a book on my on my iPhone. And is that a real iPhone? Yeah, it's an actual iPhone. It's not like a bootleg iPhone. Although somebody had a comment like that, um, that I don't have an iOS device because you were texting me in green instead of blue. Oh, I yeah. saw that. So the reason that I, I just have FaceTime and uh, I, whatever, it's like iCloud turned off. Because I have like, my wife and kids are all on the same iCloud or whatever yeah. with me. So I don't want to get like everybody's freaking, freaking texts and everything. So it all treats like because we're yeah, in the same household. I have a couple friends who who have that. Yeah. they all have kids. Yeah. So I turn. So in order to not get like, oh, did you get the math homework, Daniel? Slash, you know, it's funny actually reading the analyses that my kids have about Magic: The Gathering when talking to their friends. <laughs> like, no, Daniel, the blue and the black guild is called Demir. Like, like that's like the like, it's it's interesting. Um, so. Uh, I was going to sell all my bulk rares from the last 20 years to a dealer, you know, like yeah. by the inch or whatever. But my kids have assured me that they can move old rare cards at between $1 and $5 to the suckers at school. I'm like, I've got a lot. And they're like, these kids have a lot of disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> and so my wife is just like, you will promise me right now you will not fleece your friends. If they're not your friends... You go ahead, but you will not. You will not take advantage of your friends in this way. Are they going to build decks and sell decks? No, I, I just have like, like everybody. I have like long boxes and long boxes full of. I don't know. I'm going to look through it first for enchantress cards. I'm building my just garbage. Islander enchantress deck. <laughs> so many garbage, and you know some of them I probably bought from you at like two x retail price because I needed it for an onslaught block deck. Skipping. Yeah, but you know now I. How many Silvos Rogue Elemental do I need in 2016? About three less than I needed for that deck. <laughs> Back in 2004, I'll tell you. Well, it was probably a block of it, right? It wasn't standard. I think I probably played that card one time. How good has Silvos Rogue Elemental ever been? It's like the 14th best green fatty for GG2. He comes as no surprise to anyone who's, who's listened to the podcast where you're like, I just bought all the cards for this deck. You always just buy all yeah, the I cards Yeah, I just buy all the, the cards. I mean, what other options do I have? You could trade. Ask Hall of Famer John Finkel to give you a deck. I hand, so I just handed Brian a deck. Passed it passed from so last week we're sitting on John's bed like making this storm deck and he's actually trying to engage in a conversation with me. He's just like, "What do you think about this cyborg trip?" I don't I don't know, John. 
guy. I have no, I have no opinion. He's like, he's like, do you think that one hollowed fountain and then a wear tear strategy is a better strategy than just saying blue red and having dispel? And I have no idea. He he really is just like the storm specialist. I mean, he was trying to engage in a conversation. And I mean with me. that like the most special in yeah, a about, slightly derogatory sense. I mean like. <laughs> I didn't even know that siding a hollowed fountain in order to wear tear was a thing you could do. <laughs> I don't even know what permanence you would want to destroy. <laughs> do you make the hollowed fountain come into play untapped? I don't know! <laughs> it's possible. So, uh, But so there, I'm qualified for the WMCQ qualifier, which I didn't even know there was going to be. It's a, on Twitter, John told you he's going to need the deck back for the WMCQ oh, yeah, qualifier. Yeah. But I guess all those FNMs I've been playing. Oh, cool. When is that? I don't know. It's a modern? Yeah. I don't really own a modern deck. Can I just play a legacy deck and then just I mean, make the like Lance I mean, there's like a bunch Wars? of modern decks that won last week. You could just take one of those. Yeah, but I don't own... There's like a long stretch of, of like five years or something where I don't own any expensive cards from it. So like I don't own any Tarmogoyfs. I actually... That's not true. I own Tarmogoyfs, but not four. I've owned so many Tarmogoyfs. Yeah, and then liquidated them or just no, lost them just off the top of a car. Off the top of a car. Yeah, so uh, like I don't own any... Not by my own hands. Yeah, I know. I don't know, own any Knight of the Reliquaries. I own a lot of those. So, I guess I could play... A, I don't think I own any Emrakuls. So, like, why can't it just be standard? I could make a black-white deck. I could make a ramp deck. Is there any way you could play, like, a Silver Stroke? <laughs> There's certainly... I could Is play one. Is that card even legal in modern? Is that oh, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another reason to liquidate. If you get two dollars for a Silvos Rogue Elemental, I think you should try. So, fittingly that we're talking about Silvos Rogue Elemental. Oh snap! Has reappeared. Oh, no. What the heck is wrong with this thing? I don't know. But uh, we're talking about green cards. Silvos was pretty much the greenest. I don't even know what his abilities are. Regeneration and trample, maybe. Yes. And bigness. Adrian Sullivan tried to argue that Silvos Rogue Elemental was the dumbest of the onslaught, like super pit fighters, pit fighters in limited. Pit fighters are like, in some ways, like proto planeswalkers or something. Right, like that. So, First attempt to have a cycle right, of identity. So Jareth is the worst, no question, right? Except people just always screw up with. He's Jared. like, what's he Jared got? Like always gets them. Vigilance and huge toughness. Yeah, right? well, he gets like really big if they if he, if he blocks. I'm pretty sure that Osip, who we've referenced already in this podcast, won a, won a pro tour with Jareth. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, so Jareth, not good. I don't think so. I mean, Silvos is like eight power. That's his ability. He's like trample yeah, and regenerate. regenerate. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's pretty good. All right, so um, Arcanus the Omnipotent, though, didn't LSB omniscient. win it? Omniscient. Isn't he omniscient? I think he's omnipotent. We can't look it up. Put that thing. iPhone away. I'm, just putting this, I'm putting this tablet away. All right, because, yeah. because we need to, this whole this whole segment was based on the fact that Brian can't get a decent internet connection to look at the cards to review. All right, so um, I think it's omniscient. Um, I think it's the omnipotent. And you think it's the omniscient? Yeah, I thought so. Maybe. So vote below. KYT. Carrie Dan put a voting thing, whether it's omniscient or omnipotent. Don't look it up. I think that guy's pretty good. LSB won a national championship with that guy in his deck, yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, and then there's Vizarra the Dreadful, dude. One of them is huge, flying. It's only a little smaller didn't we, than Silvos. Did we play with Vizarra? Yeah, it's awesome. Did we play with Vizarra and Black Thumb? I think we might have. We definitely, we definitely, it definitely I, like... I played. definitely have memories of my opponent just sort of slumped, like, 
in the mid game while a Vasari is just like hopping down. Is it time to attack with Vasari? No, not yet. No, you just um, chomp all their creatures. So that one's, you know what's awesome about Vasari? Even if they had compost in play, it's not like you're losing card advantage. Go ahead, you have the compost in play, you know. I used to keep track of how many times I would beat, like, because people are, used to say on the internet, oh, mono black control can't beat compost. And I had a regionals one year where I played against like 15 compost, and I won every single game that a compost resolved. I just understood how to play against the combos. Another green card. Another green card. And then, but I think the best is Rorik's Blade Wing, right? Sure. Like, in, infinite power, flying, and two sets of wings. But he's not, uh, he's not one of the pit fighters. It was Kamal. Oh. Kamal was the pit fighter But the, there. but the sequence Rorik's... was with Rorik. No, the sequence was with Kamal. Oh, shut up. Yeah. No, it's gotta be Rorik's. He has two sets of wings. At least two sets of wings. No one's really gotten close enough to check his underwings. So anyway, Rorix like has placed highly in extended Pro Tours. He's so good, and he is nowhere near good enough to be a fatty these days, right? <laughs> Think of how much better Dragonlord Colgon is than Rorix. First of all, it's easier to cast, right? And it has more abilities. Similarly sized front end, and that's like the least powerful of dragons. Are we right? gonna wax Wayne or no? We're waxing away. Are you ready? I'm, I've been ready. All right. So begins Eldritch Moon, Wax Main, Wax Main, <laughs> Wax Main Baku. It's Wax Main Baku, right? Yeah, it is Wax Main. We played that card also. Yeah, we did. Speaking of cards that will never see the light of standard, <laughs> at least it was only uncommon. So this is Eldritch Moon, Wax Wayne. Wax is good, Wayne is bad. So like Wax a Million, Ladrian is good. Correct. What's Wayne's name? I don't remember. Just Wayne. Wayne. I think it's just Wayne. Wayne is bad. Um, interestingly, Bella said that if she could only have one, um, one, uh, Alamancer power, she would choose Wayne's. She yeah. likes that. The, ability, the speed bubble ability. Yeah. Are you caught up on those books? I am not. I've only read the first Wax Wayne book. You said it was your favorite one. I loved it. Well, there's been three more. Yeah, I know. I can't keep up with him. He actually writes faster than I read. What the heck is with George R. R. Martin? Like I told you, it doesn't matter if George R. R. Martin dies. Brandon Sanderson could just finish the books. And they'll be better and at least come out. But I, I guess D.B. Weiss will finish the books on TV anyway. All right. Wax, Wayne, Eldritch Moon. I want to talk about Constructive. We'll, we'll talk a little bit for if a card might be interesting and limited, or I'll probably say something about Commander from time to time. But mostly we're talking about the perspective of Standard. Standard construct. But we can talk about other things. Um, just keeping in mind that I will never win another game of Limited. Correct. So, okay. Well, uh, is, is, does that run out in two years, or...? I think I think you just have to, yeah, I think you just have, uh, probably just a year. Just right? a year? Yeah, oh, it's, it's just, just one year. It's not even a year, it's like six months. Oh, no problem. So I won't win a game of Limited for six months. Like when, not Which even, is about as many I was going to win anyway. Kaladesh comes out. In October, yeah. you can start winning it because it'll rotate away. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, Backwoods Survivalists. It's a common, so probably not playable. This is like um, just based on one of the TV shows you watch on WGN Network. It's <laughs> uh, 3G for a 4 3 human warrior with delirium, uh, and it has plus one, plus one, and trample as long as there are four or more card types among cards in your radar. So, its best case scenario is that it's a 5 4 for four. Yeah. And it's worse than that when it's yeah. not its best case scenario. Yeah. I think we're gonna have to wane. Wane. Card's, card's probably pretty sweet and limited. Probably a fine like mid pick. It's just like a hill giant that's yeah, got a little upside. A little no upside, big deal. But if you're green. Um, card that I kind of am interested in is Bloodtire. 2G for 2-3, which is a little expensive so for 2-3 these it's days. It's okay stats. And it's still. a common, which obviously makes me wary. Yeah. Um, 
plant elemental, whenever you sacrifice another permanent, put a plus one, plus one counter. So here's the thing, it might go infinite, right? If you have some way to, like, sacrifice an infinite number of permanents, it can become infinite. Sure. Right? So it's not, it's a, it could so be you a have token. An enduring, an enduring renewal combo of some kind. I don't know. Let's say for sake of argument, you had, like, I'm just going to make this up. This is just off the top of my head. Let's say you just had, like, a From Beyond, right? And a whole bunch of tokens in play. And then you're like, EOT... This is going to be a weird situation because you've already got a front and beyond in play with yeah. a bunch of tokens. You're like, EOT, you go um, uh, collected company, flip over some blood briars. Then you're like in and you just sack all your permanents, right? You get big. How about this? Here's a less... How about this? I sacrifice an Evolving Wilds. Okay, here's one that's similar to that. Let's less stupid. What if you flipped over... You don't have a, a front beyond with all these uh, Eldrazi spawns. Or scions, I guess they are. Yeah. You just cast a Coco, which is a thing you might want to do. It's one of like you know the five or so best cards in standard after all. And you flip over a tireless tracker in this guy, right? And what about sacrificing clues? Right, yeah. sacrificing clues is similar here. Clue, clues absolutely works with this guy. Um, also, if you're being attacked by an Eldrazi with Annihilator. Yeah. So you can make this guy pretty big. <laughs> he might be your only permanent standing. So I've concluded now that this guy stinks, and this is why. <laughs> I use the words tireless tracker, a card which supplies its own permanence <laughs> to sacrifice that has the same ability basically, but also draws cards while doing so. Yeah. Yeah, this card is way worse than tireless tracker. It is. Way, way worse. And tireless tracker is only played in most most of the green decks, not all of them. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him a pass. Okay. Wayne. Wayne. Alright. Clear shot. 2G. So this has got to be like a great just point removal spell, like three yeah. damage to target yeah. flying creature or something. Yeah, clear shot. 2G. Instant target creature you control gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. So it's a sucker punch. It's not a fight. Yep. So it's just like one more mana than Adromica's Command for way less flexibility. Yes. Yes. I think we're going to have to wane on... But maybe in mono green. It might be okay in mono green, crazily enough, right? Mono Green doesn't have a lot of options like, for killing things. You're saying is you can imagine some scenario where you would reluctantly play this in a deck that you would never normally play. Yeah, and then I would write like 14 <laughs> articles about it, right? Be like, well, I know that I actually didn't even start the Gnarled Masses, <laughs> nor did I ever play them after this tournament, but let's revisit the Gnarled Mass. <laughs> That's one of these. Okay. So pass. Uh, Wayne, Wayne, yeah. Wayne, Wayne. So Crop Sigil. So this, is oh, this sounds great. The name of this card is insane, and it costs only one mana. Yeah, it has. It, it, it references like multiple cards that I really like. I think that we're just gonna have to go with Wax, <laughs> based on the name and the casting cost. All right. So Crop Sigil is G enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put the top card of your library into your graveyard. Is that it? Delirium. Two G. Sacrifice Crop Vigil, return up to one target creature card and up to one target land card from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only if there are four or more cards. Blah, blah, blah. All right, so this card is actually kind of interesting. It's a delayed blast two for one, right? Overall overall cost is four, right? It's G plus two G in order sure. to do the ability. But if you have a Spearman on turn one, it's actually pretty powerful. And, and if you have a deck that's built around, there's some stuff coming up in green. I mean, for example, just Delirium in general. Yeah. But, like, if you have things that take advantage of the graveyard, this is a card I'm interested in, in general. Like, the way I like to play Magic, which involves putting cards in my graveyard for some advantage and thinking maybe I could have won next turn before my opponent kills me. So, here's the thing. It actually has, like, a a restock ability, right? So, restock costs five or six. 
which is like a pretty powerful card. And you could just like, if you already have Delirium, play like G to cast the Crop Sigil and immediately sacrifice it if you have Delirium to just get two cards right. that you wanted back. So from that perspective, I think it might just be playable. My bias though is that it's a kind of card that you would want, but that it's just worse than a lot of the cards that you could play with generally in standard. I could definitely see some players, especially someone like you, just popping one into Commander, though, right? Oh, this oh, is like a straight absolutely. into Commander, maybe. Uh, absolutely. I, I love this card, too. I could see myself playing. I could see myself trying to build multiple decks with this in standard. <coughs> yeah, I think it's... I'm going to say, like, wane, but not very much waning. I'm like, going to wax on this card, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I like I thought wane was good for a second. I meant wax. <laughs> wax on. Wax on. Man, one of these days... Um, Crossroads Consecrator, so it's one mana for a 1-2 human cleric, and it has green, tap, target attacking human gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. So in certain decks, is this just better than a card that everyone's playing? Is this be is this better than the... Anointer of Champions is only 1-1. One, one. Right. But it's but not it, on, it's but it only humans. And it doesn't cost... Does, does Anointer of Champions, I forget, <coughs> does that also cost white to activate, or does it just tap to activate? Oh, all right. I think all of the things that, that are going to require looking up that you've asked me have dislodged my opinion of Crossroads Conse Consecrator. Yeah. All right, we're waning now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wane that one. But it's probably sweet and limited. It makes blocking impossible. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, that card's terrific. All right. And a common, so you're gonna you're gonna get those. Uh, Eldritch Evolution. This card we've already talked about in a previous card. Big I, wax. I haven't seen all the green cards yet, probably, and I'm guessing this is the best one. <laughs> I don't think I need to see the other ones to guess this is the best one. So Eldritch Evolution is GG1 for a sorcery, and uh, as an additional cost, you have to sacrifice a creature, uh, and, but then you can go look through your library. It's any creature, right? Yeah. Right? And you go to get any creature in your library that's that creature's casting cost plus two or less, right? right. So if you've got, like, a five, let's say a Goblin Dark Dweller, you could get that's, anything that's something I'm interested in. seven or less, right? Right. Um, so, 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 and this is this, by the way, is another reason I like Crop Sigil. Yeah, is a card like El because there's value to having Eldritch Evolution uh, exiles itself when you cast it. Yeah, but getting it into but the getting graveyard. it into your graveyard where you can then have it for free off of a Goblin Dark Dwellers and convert it into an Atarka immediate for five mana is that's just a big game. Yeah, right. That that's a thing people are going to be wanting to do in standard immediately. Yeah, I think, I think this card personally, I think this card is going to be banned in modern within two years. <laughs> and. Um, I think it's going to have a big day in standard. I think, I think we're going to see people going like either crazy sequences that do something along the lines of like six mana, reflector mage, eldritch evolution into a you know knock down your guy, sure. then flip into a flip into a reality smasher. I mean, and you can also you know on the flip side of that, you can also depending on what your deck is, eldritch you know like you have your. Uh, Reflector Mage, and then Eldritch Evolution that into Goblin Dark Dwellers, and just get some other, you know, you don't have the Eldritch Evolution in your yard, but you have something else that you can get value off yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. So, um... I the waxiest? Yeah, I think this is like, I mean, I would wax way on. <laughs> wax way, way on. Many, many wax to this card. Uh, I think people are going to want to get whacked after this. Yeah. They're not going to be happy. Uh, Emrakul's Evangel. So it's a rare. 2G for a 3-2 human horror. So, you know, no things in the ice tricks here. Uh, tap, sacrifice Emrakul Evangel and any number of other non-Eldrazi creatures. 
put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature token onto the battlefield for each creature sacrificed this way. So it's non-Eldrazi creatures, right? So you can't just do some dumb thing with Eldrazi scions to set them on? Uh, probably not. Yeah, so that's, um, I guess that's like a built-in, let's not make Eldrazi Evangel too good clause. Right. Yeah. But you could, you know, you could still do like just a small version of, you know, the Secure the Wastes combos. Oh, yeah. You know, Secure the Wastes, untap, activate this, have a bunch of three twos. Um, seems kind of weird. I feel like if you have enough critical mass to Secure the Wastes, you were probably going to kill them anyway. Sure. Like, without having to... This guy's slow, also. He, he Like, if he yeah. had, like... If it was just sacrifice instead of tap sacrifice, yeah. it'd be a different story, but... You know, maybe it's like... I'm trying to think here. Is there some sort of... Well, I guess where this guy's kind of interesting... Collar of the Claw. That is, we, is it, well, isn't this guy kind of interesting in a collected company deck? Where he's just, like... Maybe there's a couple of him in there, and then you... Oh, he sacrifices, like, Thraben Inspectors and, and Elvish Visionaries, maybe? Yeah. And, like, you get you get some value, and you're still set up for, you know, a couple turns later. So, relative to another card that costs three mana, which is Eldritch Evolution, this is a very small wax, but I think we're going yeah. to some yeah, wax. I, I think there's going to be someone playing this card. I wouldn't even be surprised to see it, you know, show up at the first card, but... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think, think I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be a huge impact card. Uh, I saw a couple of people asking about this card today. Emerical's influence. So it's two GG for an enchantment. Yeah. And then it doesn't do anything. Except whenever you cast an Eldrazi creature spell with converted mana cost seven or greater, draw two cards. So I think this card isn't as terrible as it seems. Because well, aren't there all those what's the name of the mechanic that you can get a discount on casting things? By sacrificing cards in play. Emerge? Yeah, I think the Emerge guys will, will satisfy this, right? Sure. So It's converted mana cost 7. It's all it cares about. Yeah, so it's still probably not good enough for Constructed, right? But man, it's it's a tantalizing card. I mean, I always check myself, you know, before I wreck myself, uh, thinking about how much time do I need to take advantage of certain, like, even powerful-seeming but grindy abilities. Like, like, how many cards am I really going to grind out of this, right? Correct. And it's not like, if you could do some dumb thing like just cheat the cards into play somehow, like, maybe I can just dump them into play with, like, some rando ability. But it's not that. You have to cast them, right? How, how many cards do you need to draw over a season of FNMs to make this card worth your initial... Like, so many times where you just... Like, compare this to, like, Collected Company or to, like, any other well, kind of card you can't Collected Company immediately... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's immediately Like, like to tap out for this is just so brutal. Yeah, I think you could maybe cast the creature that you were going to set up your Emerge creature with. Right. Right? So, yeah, this is probably... I, I didn't say it wasn't poo. I just said it wasn't as bad as it seems. Yeah. But it's still bad. Yeah, like, I want some way to, like, get my World Breaker loop... Well, like you sack to... a world breaker, return a world breaker, and but that's not something. That's I'm not doing even how it works. You you need to like keep casting the world breakers. Yeah. There's no yeah, just like cheaty looping it. Well, I, I'm I'm fine paying like you know a million. I'm drawing two cards every time. Why didn't you kill them already? If you if you can cast multiple seven, why casting would you want to kill threats, them when you could be drawing two cards every every turn? Draw you might like, deck yourself. That's true. Before you uh, wreck <laughs> yeah, before themselves. You, yeah, you might deck <laughs> yourself before you wreck themselves. 
uh, Foul Emissary. 2G for a 1-1 human horror. When it enters the battlefield, uh, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. When you, sacri uh, when you sacrifice Foul Emissary while casting a spell with a merge, yeah. put a 3-2 colorless Eldrazi horror creature token onto the battlefield. So, so this this is basically a, it's a reward for playing a merge. Well, it's like a Fierce Empath, right? Yeah. Right. Fierce Empath was a card that saw a lot of limited play, I think, uh, back in Ensemble. Did it see much constructed? It was a Scourge card, right? Yeah, I, I, I feel like it has been played. Yeah, so this is very Fierce Empath-ish. Instead of going through your entire library and choosing a gigantic creature, though, you can only look at the top four, so it's actually possible to miss. Um, but the reward on this is actually substantial. Right? So you're getting a discount of three mana when you cast an emerge card. So uh, you can immediately go like this guy on turn three and then on turn four, cast a seven casting cost emerge thing and get a three two creature. So there are a number of seven casting cost emerges that you might consider playing. And they will reward you for playing with this. So it also digs you ten cards deep off of a uh, collected company. Oh, that's true. Well, I don't know if this guy's that good in Kogo because. If you specifically want to collect it, come. I'm sorry. If you specifically want to emerge, Coco and emerge are not friends. Sure. So. Sure. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to think. Is this the kind of card that you would want to play in a deck with? Like I could see the the there's a like a mini crater of behemoth. There's there's a mini like crater of behemoth emerge card. Yeah, that guy's sweet. So like. The what is it? Decimator of provinces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy's awesome. So like you know, I could see that going into that deck as a, as an alternative finisher. Well, I think that's just how you. If you played that deck, I think. You no, know no, that I'm guy saying, but I'm saying, but like you could still have a collected company deck that has. Well, you know that guy in F and M that plays like the Tarkus Command so he can block flyers. With specific, <laughs> oh, it's one of the best cards. But I played specifically so I can block flyers. That guy. Yeah. That guy might want to consider playing. You well, know. No, the Crater Hook Behemoth. Oh, okay. Decimator promises. Um, so what, where are you on Foul Emissary? I think that's a keeper. I think that's soft, a... Soft that's, wax? That's a soft wax, yeah. Uh, Norwood Dryad. I think this card's awesome. G for a 1-1 one, one Death Touch. And then it gets plus 2, plus 2, as long as there are 4 more card types among cards in your graveyard. The question for this card is going to be, how quickly can you get Delirium? I actually don't think that's the primary use of this card. I think it'll be fine to play as an aggro card. I actually think it's a good sideboard card for certain decks, and they just side in a 1-1 one, one Death Touch to annoy opposing attackers. Always trade up, right? You right. could like kill, no matter how good their guy is, this can kill it. But, but you you don't feel like there's a serious question to how fast can you get delirium in standard right now? I think that this card will certainly, if there's delirium aggro decks in particular that are green, for sure they're going to play this card. Right, because right? there's this guy, yeah. and then there's the the green black guy that also you know gets a nice bonus for delirium. Well, gains death touch that guy. Yeah. Well, so the the thing is that this guy's way worse than in a cattle if you're attacking. But he's way better than in the cattle if you're defending. Yes. So, the I actually think that his his like if like some sort of like Ali Antrazi's V Moshewitz green blue slow sit there deck that gets like run over by like fast red aggro creatures, will love to just go like second turn the like, first turn my land came into play tech. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? But second turn this thing they're like oh come on I don't have any removal in my deck right now. And you're like obviously not. This thing's gonna trade for a three drop, idiot. And then, or the, you know, God forbid, it actually gets to be a three three. You know, I think this is a very good card. Yeah, I will I definitely like wax on this card. Yeah, same. Uh, grapple with the past. One G for an instant. 
put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, then you may return a creature or land card from your graveyard to your hand. This card seems excellent to me. I like this card. So whether or not you even hit in the top three, if you have like a creature or land in your graveyard that you just want back. Like maybe you traded <coughs> your Gnarlwood Dryad on turn one for their like Kithion. Oh yeah, and then you're just giving yourself Delirium and a 3-3, right? Yeah. While getting it back. That's certainly a combination that you might want to do. And like if you're just playing with like Evolving Wilds or whatever. Okay, you... I just, this is, this is, <laughs> this Excuse is the me. kind of card I love. I was, we were talking about like, <coughs> commune with nature type cards. Yeah. Um, but this doesn't, you don't need the card you want to be on the top of your library. It doesn't matter. Oh, I think this card is highly playable. Yeah. I also think that it'll be played in like decks that have particular agendas and like, you know, how they want to play. Yeah. I love this card. So we both, we both wax on the card. Hamlet Captain. This is a reprint. From the original Innistrad, 1G, 2-2. Two, two. Whenever Hamlet Captain attacks or blocks, other humans you control get plus one, plus one to the turn. My, my recollection is that the original Hamlet Captain did not, you know, make a lot of constructed waves. Sure, but there weren't green-white human decks. Yes, there were. Eh, not quite, not quite to the same uh, impact that we're seeing right now in Standard. Yeah, there were. Yeah. The Green White Humans was like one of the main decks. They had like Avacyn's Pilgrim and like all these werewolves like Mayors of Averbrook and Champion of the Parish. That was like one of the main decks sure, in standard. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But Hamlet Captain didn't get so, in there? Yeah. Hamlet Captain get in there this time? I don't think so. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Okay, so you're going to wane on the Hamlet Captain? Yeah. Uh, Ishkana Grouse Widow, or the Graf Widow as, as magic, non, non as magic people like to say. So, uh, we talked about this one a little bit last four, time. 4G for a 3-5 Mythic. Legendary Spider, so people are going to build their green-black commander decks around this. Because when you it say has, people, you mean you. No, I have already have a bug commander deck. I don't need to have this as my as my legend. I will put this into my blue-green-black so easy deck. So this is a legendary creature, so it can be your commander. It can be your commander. But and, can you, and, can you and use it would have ability? To be, it would have to be green-black, your deck because the color identity of this card, because that is an ability 6B, target opponent loses one life for each spider you control. So you could play black lands. So you would have to play black and green, yeah. Well, you don't have to. You don't you, have to. You have the privilege of yeah, doing so, can. right? Yeah, you can, yes. All right, this is gonna be my commander. Uh, reach, 3-5, Delirium, when Ish Ishkana, Graf Widow enters the battlefield, if there are four more card types among cards and blah, 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 put three one two green spider creature tokens with reach onto the battlefield. If in fact this is my commander, I will not be successful, correct? Oh, no, you build an awesome deck with this. Yeah? Yeah. Easy. Okay. Very easy. I have all these... I mean, my, 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 my Sidisi commander deck is a spider spawning deck. That surprises no one. Yeah. That's literally all it did does. Did you make a Fetchland post about this last year? I did. Yeah. So, um, I have all these ideas for commander decks, but I still have never built one. And you should have your kids build you one. You should give them, like, they have all your crappy rares, <laughs> which is the stock and trade of commander. Oh, yeah? And you should tell them to build you a deck. You should tell them to tell them the rules. Yeah. You should absolutely do this. And then we'll do a podcast about what the deck does, and we'll see. We'll grade your kids. We'll be really mean to them. Come on, it'll be fun. But like, I don't know if they'd be good at that. Like Bella just wants to attack with goblins. That's now. fine. That's just her just main tell goal it. Just life. look. Give them the rules of magic. Let them go through your cards and see what they come up so with. So I once told her that I would buy her a set of Goblin Guides because I thought they were only $5. Yeah, they're like 40 Yeah, I was just like... Not for a set. <laughs> Each. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. These are just for me. She's like, but it's my favorite card. And I'm like, you can look at mine. She's like, can I play with them? And I'm like, no, not really. You could look at mine, though. She's like, this is not what we agreed to. And I'm like, well, 
Here's a red deck that I made you that Matt Sperling made fun of me because I couldn't find lightning bolts. So there's just randomly rift bolts and shocks in it. <laughs> because I couldn't, I don't remember where I had like light. I, I, got, I, I own surprisingly few lightning bolts and mine are like the M10 or whatever yeah. kind there were. So Brian Manalakos would not, would not let me hear the end of it. When he, like I, I showed him a deck I was playing, he's just like, what is wrong with you that these are like, these are actually the only ones I own. I don't know why I don't have any other lightning bolts. So, all of that aside, Wax or Wayne on oh, this It's probably the second best green card. Yeah. It's pretty high up there. It's right after Eldritch Evolution, I think. Yeah. I, I like this card a lot. Do you think you will ever activate the ability of this card in Standard? When, I, when you say you, you mean me personally? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This isn't the kind of card I really like to play. I like, I like slow green threats. Oh, wait. Um... Patrick Chapin actually pointed out that this is a two-turn clock card, so it has three power. Yeah. It makes three spiders, so it's six power. So it can attack for six, and then if you have four spiders in play, you immediately use its ability. That's four drain, right? Right. So two attacks and two drains is 20 damage. Yeah. It's an in interesting, like, I wonder how often that'll come up, that just, like, naked board, you play Ishkanak, and then they're, they're dead, sure. too. What, what happens if you have, like, Eldrazi Displacer with this? Oh, well, then you would just gain lots of spiders, probably. You Which wouldn't even need to You can make it a one-turn clock. <laughs> so, this is now a very ambitious mana base of G, B, colorless, and white. Is it? Yeah. And, just to point something out... It's called out, Obzon, my friend. It's and, and colorless. Yeah. And if well, we, fortunately, those come hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Uh, your canes of Kloilos yeah, are trilands. And, and land war wastes. So, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go this direction... Why didn't you just kill them with a with a collected company uh, broodmass broodmother uh, and yeah uh, I don't know and and Zillapore cutthroat combo which is much easier to pull off sure than what you but yours sounds fun too <laughs> we're obviously trying to do this right yeah like, there's no question <laughs> no matter in my what in my delirium deck with uh, crop sigil and oh wow this deck is awful. Oh, I love this I'll play deck. it at FNM and go a collective like two and six. Then you'll Not play it in a Eternal Masters tournament, which you'll win. Collected com a collected company of two and six. Uh, Noose Constrictor this is a card we've already talked about. Uncommon one G for two two with reach, uh, and it has discard a card. Noose Constrictor gets plus one plus one until end of turn. It is basically Wild Mongrel where you swap out the color change ability for reach. So the color change ability is not even that relevant in standard, right? Because uh, the color change ability was kind of relevant before because you could make it dodge terrors, right? Right. And that was like really the only. Yeah, thing. yeah. And there Re were like, and there were random pro color creatures running yeah. around at the time. But Reach is actually pretty good right now. Yeah. Look, I've I've eaten a lot of Archangel Avicens with tapped um, with tapped Moonwald uh, Hydras as well as blocked Profane Princes the same way. How did I do it? Uh, what do you think? So, what do you think? Do you think this card will see play? I think it's probably like the third best green card for construction. Okay, I, I love I love this card. card. I also I also you know we we've talked about it already. The idea of getting Eldritch Evolution into your graveyard. Sure. Like, I mean, it sounds crazy, but if you're gonna turn five, just play a Dark Dwellers, and I don't know if we're gonna do that in a red green deck, but well, there's also there's also a a red like a huge red creature that gains a card drawing and also has a. A costing bonus if you just get garbage into your graveyard. So just like throwing away cards to like right. get a costing bonus on your next card that actually is going to draw a bunch of cards is not bad. Right. You all, you also get to control when you get delirium 
Sure. With this, so you know, you get to play a little bit of bluffsmanship with your opponent. I think one of the underappreciated, you know, kind of tactical levers that you can pull in constructed in general is when you can flip the script in terms of like playing like defensively or trading and then all of a sudden just killing somebody. And green in particular in standard gives us a lot of tools to do that. Like this is a card where you just have seven cards in your hand or like five cards in your hand and all of a sudden you can be attacking for 10 or something from nowhere. Like imagine you have this card and also um, a tireless tracker on top of your library, you cast a Coco, right? All of a sudden you might've gone from zero damage and played a lethal. Right, right. Like literally zero to lethal in, in, uh, in one move because the tireless tractor, you know, especially if you had pre-existing clues that you hadn't sacrificed yet from other tireless trackers or you know other other cards that give clues or maybe you ca got a declaration in stone cast against you or something. All of a sudden, you have the ability to sacrifice all these clues, which will make the tireless tracker big, and draw cards that will give fuel to the noose constrictor. You discard your hand and like literally just go like attack for twenty or attack for 10 or whatever. One, one of the things I, I love about News Constrictor is that he fights very well against Sylvan Advocate. Oh, yeah, and, like, on turn two, yeah. turn three. Yeah, yeah, like, you're, like, you're, is your opponent going to... You very gladly trade a random card from your hand to kill a Sylvan Advocate. <laughs> or, like, can you imagine the stupid games that people will play around Dramica's Command? Or, like, uh, Dramica's... Oh... How brave are you, friend? Because I know what's in my hand, and it's more and more evolving wilds. <laughs> These were going to the bin anyway. All right. News Constriction. I think it's about the third best card. Okay. Out of green. Uh, permeating Mass. I love this card. I don't know if it's any good or not. I just love the design of this card. So it's G for a 1-3 spirit. So that's actually pretty good stats for G. Yeah, yeah right? that is, it's like, it's, it, it's blocks a... Self an advocate. Like almost every two one for a single color, people would consider playing. Yeah, this this blocks a self an advocate and effectively neutralizes self an advocate for the rest of eternity. So, uh, whenever when you, when you did well in that um, standard deck with the green white ramp deck, one of the worst matchups for you is like white weenie beat down. Like this card just like poops all over dragon hunter or or uh, Gideon yes. or Kithian rather on turn two. Yeah. Right. It's just. It's awesome. I yeah, think. When, whenever permeate, permeating mass deals combat damage to a creature, that creature becomes a copy of permeating mass. Well, so Kithion would become a permeating mass back? Yes. Weird. Yes. Unless it died. But if yeah. they if they made it, in, you know, indestructible or yeah. whatever it is you do with Kithions, I've, I've never played with that card. But, but wait, wouldn't it kill it? No, because... But they can, they can make it live. No, no, like, let's say a dragon hunter attacks and you block. It would just die. Yeah, we kill it, right? Yeah. Okay. But a Sylvan Advocate... Becomes a permeating mass? It becomes a permeating mass. This is weird, man. It's a weird This card. is like... So, this, the, really, like, I'm looking forward to... This is to, like VD, basically, I'm right? looking forward to the high mass. Like, okay. what are the most... What are the most copies of permeating mass in play? TRF. This is just the magic equivalent of VD. It is, it is definitely... Maybe it's more like Chlamydia. Chlamydia is VD. Yeah, I, I, but it's a milder, it's a milder VD. Yeah, okay. It's not like your nose falls off. You're not gonna die, right? Yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna. What if you were a mob boss? That's syphilis. Yeah. This isn't. That's cephalus. also VD. Yeah. Right. This isn't syphilis. People don't really say VD anymore. <laughs> that was just from like an educational movie I saw that was in the '70s that probably had Mike from Breaking Bad. I mean, venereal disease does sound like a magic card somehow. But this is it, right? Yeah. Like, it would be, it would be like a green. 
<coughs> low casting cost, relatively small creature. This card's sweet. Unless it was an enchantment. What if it was like kudzu? Yeah, I was thinking about it. This card made me think of kudzu. Yeah. Would you? I mean, I think this card will get played. For sure. I think this is like at the at the very least, I could see this being a sideboard staple, like what like you sweet defender. Yeah. Like the ramp deck against like those white. You'd be like, okay. I think it's fine in that way. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, Prey upon. This is another reprint yeah. from original Innistrad. Uh, G, sorcery, target creature you control, fight target creature you don't control. That was a played card before. Yeah. Right? It was, I think it was in Brian Kibler's sideboard, yeah. one of his infinite so number you'll, of you'll, you'll lightly wax. Yeah, lightly wax. Uh, Primal Druid. 1G for human druid. 03 stats. And then when Primal Druid dies, you may search a library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. By the way, this is another card that fits that same role that we were just talking about about permeating mass. Yeah. Like, just would you blocking. would you play this in a ramp deck against, like, those white human decks? It's actually better than some of the other options as a defender and ramp. Except for, what if you can't get it killed, right? Like, what if they're only attacking with twos? Or, you know, that's, a, that, that's okay. Is that okay? I think, I think that's okay. I think that this card's kind of pretty cool because you could play it with, like, either Emerge or uh, or are there good fours uh, Evolutionary you can, Are there good leap? fours you can go into with, uh, well, yeah, Evolutionary I'd another this card. Thing. I would leap the hell out of this. <laughs> But you could also Eldritch Evolution it into a four. Um, yeah, you could. Uh, you probably wouldn't want to, though, right? You want to get up there a little what more. Are the, what are the, the best fours? Serac the Hunt Caller. Sure. You're just killing your power, right? So yeah. I guess he didn't have much power. Uh, I don't well, he know. He has no power. I mean, he like, you get, like, a Kalitas. That's the best four. That's not bad. Literal best four is Kalitas. Yeah, that's not bad. Standard. Um... And you go to and you go up a land. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting combo. I don't think that we will do that though. Turn three ramp to four and play Kalitas. Well, Kalitas is in play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're playing it. Yeah. You're getting it into play. And you get a land. So you and you get like, a land. And you go to so you have five land when you untap on turn four. To cast my Goblin Dark Dwellers to flash back my Eldritch Revolution. Oh wait, that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work. Unless you somehow had a different one in your yard. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Uh, this card's probably going to yeah. see some play. Low wax. Okay. A very low wax. Okay. Uh, Somberwald Stag. So this is 3GG for an elk. It's a 4-3. And when it enters the battlefield, you may have it fight target creature you don't control. This card is, like, way better than it seems. Like, it seems like it's awful. But, like, it's kind of Goblin Dark Dweller-ish, right? It's five mana for four power creature, and you might just, like, 187 something. It's, like, I think it's probably pretty good against some some opponents. What, do, what are you going to, like, what are you going to kill with this? Like, a dork. Like, a 2-1. Like a, like a self-advocate that's about to turn on next turn, or... Or, like, any, any just garbage thing. Right? Like... I don't know. Is five too expensive for that? Your own primal druid. <laughs> no, seriously. Is five too expensive for... Oh, no. It has to be a creature you don't control. <clears throat> you can't even do it to your own creatures. Like, seriously. Do you think, like, would you ever... Like, say you're playing red-green or something. Would you ever side this in against white weenie? It's way too slow. Way too slow for me. I All think. right, then. It's terrible. But, I mean, unless you, unless you were eldritch evolutioning it. Like... Like, getting it in at, at off of a three. I don't know. Maybe if we played that guy who we, we decided to not wax that gave us plus one every time you sacrifice something, <laughs> we're like, Druid, that guy, Eldritch Evolution. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, think, I, I don't see this card being... I, I'm going to wane on that card. All right, you can, I'll, I'll wane. You can wax I'll if you'd like. Uh, Spirit of the Hunt. 
So this, this is, sounds like an impressive car, just I based mean, on the name. I mean, it's it's got the kind of statue-like. Oh, wait, is it? Is it's it, one GG for a three-three Wolf Spirit with Flash. When Spirit of the Hunt enters the battlefield, each other creature you control, that's a wolf or a werewolf, gets plus O plus three until the end of the turn. Um, this is a pretty cool card. It, among other things, if you're playing a bunch of wolves or werewolves, it can like protect your guys from radiant flames. Or, or from languish. Or from um, uh, Kozilek's return. They're all things that are commonly good against things that are two twos. Yeah, languish as well. But just like a three three flash creature is actually pretty good. It's also a thing that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, like all the mass removal is very like. Like let's you know infest. Let's deal four or yeah. deal three or deal or minus war. Like Or I guess if you're combating like just combating Sure. Like getting some block situations. But again the, the the limit here is that you need to be playing wolves and werewolves. I mean there are some good wolves. Duskwatch recruiter. Sure. But you know, you don't really want to play this in a deck that then also has like horrors next to it and you know, like you don't want to be playing. Are you undoing that this card might be good? Are we gonna wane it? I think it's a waxer. I think it's a wax. I think it's a. I think it's a tentative wax. If there's a deck that is using enough wolves and werewolves, I don't think you can just play it in a deck. Can you just play this in a deck that has like Duskwatch Recruiter and another and like Ulrich, and those are your wolves? I mean, I can do a lot of things. But right? but can you can you afford to do that? Like that that's my serious question. Probably that those guys are too big to be affected sure. by this. Like that guy is like the he's the goblin dark dweller of that. Yeah. Deck, right. He doesn't need help from the three. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're waning. I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like we're waning now. I, I I would I would I would sort of wax wane. I'd, I'd sort of straddle until I see if there's. A, a You're gonna wax wane. Or is this the John Finkel sideboard with the, the hollowed fountain? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh. This is my favorite card in the set. I don't think it's great, but I love it. All right. Splendid Reclamation. 3G Sorcery. Return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. All right, this card is very exciting, but here's the problem. You need to be in Magical Christmas Land for this card to work. Well, I need to, I need to get two lands into play when I cast this for it to be on par with explosive explosive vegetation. The problem here is that explosive vegetation works whether or not you set it up, right? I understand. And it fixes that. your mana. But this only works if you've already set it up. And like it's not that easy to get um, two lands in your graveyard. Yeah, so like let's say you let's say like the easiest scenario was that you used uh, evolving wilds, right? Okay. The so evolving wilds are like super time delayed now. Sure. But we also have Crop Sigil, which we play on turn one, which is milling a card each turn. Yeah. Uh, I, how much... Ooh, that's clearly just Pokemon Go right there, right? People just playing Pokemon kids? Or, yeah, well, they're six, Asian? Is that... No, it's because there's six people all looking at their phone, wandering around the park. I didn't even see that they were Asian. Oh, well, they're Asian. Oh, okay. So that's really Pokemon Go. That's just like, I think you can save that line from your oral history of the dojo about when like the money guys came in. They just saw a bunch of Asian guys on computers and then handed us millions of dollars. <laughs> That's true. That's a th that, that made it into the article, right? I think it did. Yeah, yeah. I think it did. Yeah. Uh, so Crop Sigil is a card that we've already talked about. Speaking of the dojo days, um, 
Uh, We've already talked about grapple with the past, also. Yeah, that that, and then there's communal nature. And communal, okay. But no, it's like, what's the name of it? It's not communal nature. The one from the one from uh, Magic Origins. Uh, G one. Look at the top. However many cards your library put a creature. Spell mastery. Yeah, I don't remember. But that one works too. Okay, yeah. Um, so like, there's wait, there's there's certainly things that you can do that are ensuring delirium. I mean, they come at a cost, right? You're not playing a one drop or a two drop those turns, though. Well, so. that's for sure. Um, but speaking of the dojo days, I don't know if you saw Amber Tozer. Do you know where Amber? Yeah, yeah. Amber got interviewed by People Magazine. I just I just read that on my train right here. And she uh, and actually Catherine's interviewing her professionally. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So Amber Tozer, my old roommate, uh, she was worked together at the dojo. Um, just has a, a new hardcover book came out. She was on Last Comic Standing, um, uh, but like you know, she was on the she was on the dojo once or twice, and she was like friends with a bunch of us from back in the day. But it's interesting, you know. She moved to LA and got into the comedy scene, and just had a book came out. And um, I sober stick figure, sober stick figure, and uh, I gave it an excellent review on Goodreads, uh, in part because I'm heavily featured in it. <laughs> so you know, very consistent with uh, with how I like things. Um, I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh, a lot of her adventures in, uh, in New York City. We lived together for two years or something, so uh, that's why. But anyway, um, she was just in People Magazine this week, and she'll be on Fetchland, which is even better than People yeah, Magazine. Yeah, obviously. <coughs> and Splendid Reclamation made you think of that? Yeah, but I'm splendidly reclamating the past as usual. I think this card is a pass, but it seems like it would be insane. Like, there's like some deck somewhere where like you could like get all of your lands into your graveyard by sacrificing one card or something and then you would have an amulet of vigor in play and <laughs> man would Sp Splendid Reclamation be amazing. So I was talking about this card on social media today <laughs> and Sam Black chimed in on Facebook and yeah. said I can't imagine that every single commander deck is not gearing itself towards playing this card right now and I fully expect this card to get banned in commander. Um like, this card is certainly a card that would work interestingly with Wasteland, Strip Mine, and uh, Terramorphic Expanse. <laughs> Rounded out. Dust Ball. And Evolving Wilds. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, in Standard, even if you had two Evolving Wilds, which is like the optimal situation, they are like multiple delayed blast Evolving Wilds. No, you, play tap. You, if, you, if you're going to play Taps. If you're going to do this card... Then you need to be milling cards. You need to. It needs to be in conjunction with some sort of self mill strategy, or like, like Milliken, or like fetch lands need to be reprinted. Like, what if you had Milliken? <laughs> do you have Milliken in your deck? Uh, I do. Yeah, that guy's sweet. Yeah, I do have Milliken. The Dave Price rule is if if somebody plays a card and you don't understand it, you should just kill it. Yeah. I also have Drange the Assistant in my deck. I don't know what that card is. That basically. It's, it's a Milliken but basically, blue. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna are you gonna wane on? Spiritor? I'm waning on this. I'm one. gonna wax on it. I think someone's gonna play it. All right. I like this card a lot. What's the bar though? It's not that someone plays it. It's that it makes top eight of a Grand Prix or uh, open think, series or better, right? I, I'm still gonna wax on it. All right. I think away. I think someone's gonna figure out a way to make this card work. I'll tell you what. I'm waning, I mean, but I would one, be overjoyed if it. It'd was be like a one of or yeah. something. But just to spite me. Just to spite you. The challenge has been issued. How narcissistic is that? <laughs> Just despite me. Uh, Spring Sage Ritual. 3G instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment. You gain four life. Four mana for disenchant. Yes. 
garbage. You're gonna wait. If you're gonna if you're gonna pay twice the mana of naturalize, you better be getting something better than four life. You would have sacrificed like twelve life in damage just because your naturalize didn't come on in the, the correct turn. Yeah. Swift spinner, three G for a two three flash spider. I think this is even Becker wouldn't play this, right? <laughs> There's zero chance Becker wouldn't play this. In limited, I mean, yeah. I, this doesn't have, if it had death touch, maybe it would be insane. It has reach also, Brian. It does have reach. Well, I said it was a spider, it's reach. Yeah, this is like, I think if it had fighting or reach, I'd be like, like what if it had fighting? Reach. I, I still wouldn't play it if it had fighting, but like, maybe. You're, Actually, we're gonna wait. Yeah, we're waiting. Ulvenwald Observer. This sounds promising. This sounds promising. This is six mana, uh, four GG for a rare. It's a six six. And whenever a creature you control with toughness four or greater dies, draw a card. Is that including it? Like you cast it and they tear it, do you draw a card? Yes. All right, in. Really? Yeah, I'm in. That's it? That's all it takes? I'm in. You're going to wax? Yeah. Why? It's big. <laughs> it's a monster. It's like Silvos Rogue Elemental. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to buy like three of these for a deck that I play once. I mean, you realize you're still allowed to play with Ulvenwald Hydra, which is just... Much better. It's bigger. Like you get the card on the front it's side. It's bigger and more card advantage? Yeah. All right, I'm waning then. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wane on this yeah, guy. It's way worse than Ulvenwald Hydra, right? Ulvenwald Hydra also has reach. Yeah. Does this have reach? No. Why did I wax on it? I don't know. I just got excited you, by its 6-6 six, six Yeah, you were like Silvos. You were getting all Silvos-y on it. Look, I had to buy the... I think I probably paid like eight, $8 for those uh, Silvos or something. I don't know what we're going to do with this card. Waxing Moon. I think we don't have a choice. <laughs> it, 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 the decision is made for us. 1G instant. Transform up to one target werewolf creature you control. Creatures you control gain trample until end of turn. Sounds like a very narrow card. <laughs> I mean, if we're not going to keep the 3-3 three, three for 3 with Flash that saves all your werewolves, I don't think we could do anything about okay. Waxing Moon. Uh, Wolfkin Bond. It's an aura. 4G. Enchant Creature. There's just nothing that you could say at this point. <laughs> That's what if, put what it, if it said on top 5 lands when it comes into play? It doesn't say that? No. Okay. <laughs> when Wolfkin Bond enters the battlefield, put a 2-2 two, two green wolf creature token onto the battlefield, Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two. Well, that seems like a sweet limited card. It does. Yeah. Uh, Wayne. Wood, woodcutter's Grit. 2G for an instant. Target creature you control gets plus three, plus three, and gains hexproof until end of turn. That seems awesome, that but seems not like, for three. Not for three, but like really close to being like... I mean, we see cards like this all the time in, like, in fact... Like the, the problem is at G, this card would be grossly overpowered, sure, right? Sure, sure. But at 1G, it's not good enough for Constructed anymore. At 1G, it might be. I don't know. That's At tough. 1G, it might be. You Just like the Hexproof. Like, Hexproof is... You still get you still get to do more stuff to your infection. Do, you know, do you know what would be awesome for this card? If it costs, like... If it costs, like, Phyrexian G, Phyrexian G, Phyrexian G, <laughs> then this card would be, like... That would be, like, such an interesting card at that point. Yeah. Or like maybe G for X and G for X and G. Okay. That would be a really interesting card. But yeah, this card. This oh no, card, no, no, here, but G for X and colorless for X and colorless. Is there such a thing? No, but it could. That be. would be really. Or maybe like G for X and G for X and colorless. That would be any of those combinations. I would want to think <laughs> about the card. But I think the card would probably be like insane good. I, but I not think, broken I at G for X and G for X and colorless. I think this card would get played at one G. At one G. I think it would get played. I mean, at, at just G. Or well, for XG, it's grossly overpowered. Correct. Right? Correct. But at 2G, it's 
it's just a little pricey out. for a unique fixer-upper. Uh, Woodland Patrol 2G. So we're waning on that. We're waning, yeah. Yeah. The boss will win like 16 grand prizes with this card, obviously. obviously. Like, do you remember when he was just like, hey, I'm going to play like Invigorate and Become Immense? You're like, Become Immense? And then like the next year, Become Immense became a super staple and standard. Sure. Well, I mean, Invigorate is always like a, an effect. Yeah, but like, remember the, the boss was like the first person to play like uh, Become Immense in like some random big format. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Every, then no one was even playing it in standard. And then it became a, a huge thing in standard. I lost right? that card a lot this week in modern. Yeah. In it, fact. Is it real good? Well, because they banned all the cards that were good. Yeah, So yeah, then yeah. they're just back to... Speaking of cards that aren't good, Woodland Patrol, uh, Vigilance 3-2 for 3. Well, if only you didn't have the Vigilance. <laughs> no, there's just nothing yeah, I can say about it. That's green. Do you want to do, like, colorless? Is there, like, not very many colorless cards? Uh, there's actually a lot of colorless If there are a lot of colorless cards, let's not do colorless. Then. Yeah, there's a that lot looks of like a lot of cards. Well, yeah, because, you know, the colorless cards are not necessarily... Well, I wanted to talk, well, no, oh, there's not that many. many. I want to talk about the Emerge stuff, that's why. Okay. All right, so let's just, let's do green and colorless. Your Maw is so abundant. Huh? Your Maw is so abundant. It's like a mother joke. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How abundant is she? How abundant is she? She costs eight. <laughs> uh, abundant Maw, eight for a six-four. Emerge, six-B. So minimum cost, B. Maximum cost, eight. Sometimes cost seven. Oh, it's kind of interesting now when, you know, so like if you had that green card we were talking about before, yeah. the Ovenwald dude. Who cost four. Who cost six. Remember the one that cost six and then you said, if, and then you sacrificed it to cast your Abundant Maw, you'd get to draw a card. What the hell are you talking about? So I'm saying we were talking about. Um, oh, 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 the one that I waned on, I mean, waxed on and then waned on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that anymore. But, we, but, we, but we were talking about Ovenwald Observer, and the idea is that I'm just saying that with, like, where that becomes interesting, that draw card ability, <coughs> it becomes interesting when you are sacrificing, you know, four toughness creatures. Yeah, but the problem is, like, investing that much in a fatty and then using specifically that fatty seems like a waste yeah, of yeah. mana. Yeah. So Abundant Maw uh, basically says whenever you cast, when you cast Abundant Maw, target opponent loses three life and you gain three life. So it is sea dry now. It doesn't trample. It's not as tough. It's much more expensive. It costs literally twice as much mana. Sure. But it's sea dry now in your imagination. Well, I mean, it is like it's the sea dry we've got right now, right? I'm I mean, not saying it's. I'm not saying it's a sea dry that gets played. I'm, if you play I'm that playing. that like G and but two that, guy. But like the impact of your opponent loses three life and you gain three life and you have this like formidable creature on the board. Is a big deal. We've I, seen that. I mean, I think, like, emergers are going to be, like, a big thing in standard. Okay. Like, all kinds of cards cost, like, like even, like, let's say you have an Elvish Visionary, right? And I'm, I don't think this is the best emerger, right? But this thing for six, yes, like, six mana. It costs five mana if you sacrifice in a... a I'm sorry, five, for five? So five for a six-four Siege Rhino Drain is still probably not good enough. Okay. But, like, four for a six-four Siege Rhino Drain and get a three-two... Yeah. Now we're talking, except for there's way better emergers. Okay. I think this is probably a win. Okay. Decimator of the provinces. This, this on the card, other hand, this is card's one of the best emergers. Ten mana, mythic, uh, seven seven. When you cast Decimator of the Provinces, creatures you control get plus two plus two and gain trample until end of turn. Trample haste on this guy. So this guy, the important thing to understand about this guy is your worst case scenario is you get a seven seven trample haste. Right. Right. 
But sometimes you get like a hundred power. Yes. And so, and he costs six. His emerge cost is six. G G G. So G G. So if you're sacrificing that guy that I waxed on originally, he only costs G G G. Correct. And then you would, however many Eldrazi Scions you had in play are all going to get plus two, plus two, and you're going to... Yes. Actually, no, he's a nine. Is it him? Or? Well, no, it's, it's when you cast, so he's not in play okay. when it happens. So he's like, you're attacking for 100 in that case. I think this card is really, really good, and that it will definitely see play in some kind of format uh, that you can make, you know, 10 mana. But, right? you, can, right, but you can't Eldritch Evolution this guy into play to get the ability. You can't, you know, it's like, there's no, this has to be cast. Okay, but like, oh, I guess you can't use natural order to crater hoof behemoth it in the same way. Correct. Interesting. Correct. You can't do any of those kind of tricks. Um, I still think this guy's gonna be really good. I'm. I'm you also can't natural order because he's not green. Um, I, I don't want to sacrifice an eight to get it into play, right? But the, the most you're gonna sacrifice. No, because if I cast Eldritch Evolution. Oh sure. But you're gonna you're gonna for this guy you're gonna you're gonna sacrifice, you know if you if you get a five or a four, you know if you get this guy for five it's overrun. But if you sacrifice a four, then this is just overrun. <coughs> well, cryptolith sort of, rights. Sort of. Overrun. I can tap my guy and sacrifice it, right? Yes. Maybe I'll cryptolith rights. Sure. But this is a this is a wax, right? I think this is a wax. I'm just not sure where the card is too powerful to not be a wax. Sure. In my opinion. Distended Mindbender, 8 mana for a 5-5 Eldrazi Insect. When you cast Distended Mindbender, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You can choose a non-land card with converted mana cost 3 or less, and a card with converted mana cost 4 or greater. That player discards those two cards. So sometimes it's like a double coercion. Yeah. Other times it's gonna miss. I bet, I bet it only hits one and, a lot and, of the time. And it has... It has a merge 5BB. So the thing is, so is that a when you cast trigger? It is when you cast. So your worst case scenario, it's not worst worst, but like, just a reasonable scenario to discuss this is, you cast eight, right? And you get like a double him sort of kind of thing. That can't really be countered, right? Right. So one high, one low. I actually think that might make it a constructed quality card, just that aspect. Um, because I think in grindy decks where your expectation to cast like eight casting cost things is a realistic scenario, right? You would probably hit both cards and be able to sculpt against your opponent's endgame. Because only against certain decks that this is even a realistic possibility. It's a merge cost is seven. You could easily play this with the three-two guy and then for four man. So I mean, cast so just, it, and I mean, you're in an insane position. It's not hard to imagine a scenario where no. you Liliana, I mean, where you or you Nissa. To go just get a forest, and then... Like, you have two black in play already? Yeah. I'm just, whatever, you know, you like get a land, and then next turn you're like, five man out, you know, for this. Well, certainly, I think the three... I'm sorry, four mana for this. The three two making guy also. Yeah. The the fake fierce empath we talked about. And what about Pilgrim's Eye? Oh. All right. Pilgrim's Eye, sweet. I mean, there's worse things in life than breaking a, an Elvish Visionary on turn five for this. I think that... The cast ability is quite potent here. Yeah. Right. Even if it get, it's it's rare that things can actually get counterspelled. Right. But you, I guess they, can, they have to counterspell it higher on the stack, right? You're still going to get them for two cards, yeah. probably. I think this card is outstanding. Yeah, I like, I like this card a lot. Wax, uh, Drownyard Behemoth, 
nine mana for an Eldrazi Crab. Five, seven. Speaking of VD. Flash. Uh, so it's, it's flashes, it's got crabs. Uh, really a lot of VD. Drownyard Behemoth has hexproof as long as it entered the battlefield this turn. And then it's a merge, seven U. This card is garbage. <laughs> this card sounded a lot more exciting. It's, this is just like an expensive version of crabs instead of instead of the, the one casting cost VD machine. Uh, Elder Deep Fiend. Eight for a five six flash. This one's a rare, the last one was yeah. common. This has a merge five UU. So seven total. Yep. When you cast Eldrazi Deep Fiend, tap up to four target permanents. This is people are very excited about this card. This is a, among the best of the emergers in all likelihood, right? Yeah, so it's great. So imagine you you cast like the well, I can't remember what the Fierce Empath's name is. Decimator. Oh, oh yeah, I don't remember either now. Or whatever Nissa or Pilgrim's Eye, whatever value three drop you're gonna play, you just say go, and then your opponent's just like in, and you're like hold, and you're like cast this, tap down all your guys, yeah, and you have like a gigantic a, guy. A, coming uh, back. What was that? Misbind click. Yeah, it's kind of misbind click. Or you get to tap them out during their upkeep. Yeah, and like you'd easily be attacking back for eight, right? Yeah. I think this card's excellent. I think the black one is really excellent. And by the way, this is also again, this is also a cast trigger, so it's like. This card has flash. You like, That's what I'm saying. You do it during their upkeep. Yeah. You know, or if you're worried about them counter something, countering something on your turn, you could do it at the end of their turn and tap their. You know, I mean, you could just like tap scenarios. their tap their Jones and also like eat their best guy. Yeah, right? That's yeah. a scenario. Yeah. Uh, Emrakul, the promised end. We've already talked about this card. This card's spectacular. Hugely, it's going to be hugely warping for standard, right? Yeah, thirteen mana for a thirteen thirteen. Uh, Emrakul, the promised end costs one less to cast for each card type among cards in your graveyard. I don't know if anyone's done the math on what the cheapest this could be in standard is. I mean, you could you could easily get this card into into play on, like, let's say, turn five. Like, um, if you, uh, not, oh, sorry, not turn, well, it depends on an accelerator. You can get it down to, like, six or seven mana easily. Yeah. Right, if you want to take off, like, like, uh, uh, uh Evolving Wilds, uh, Hangerback Walker is already three. Right. Because zero Hangerback Walker is just sure. two free mana, right? So those two. A Vessel of Nascency. Uh, I like, I like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, From Beyond. Which is, that was your preview card, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could sacrifice From Beyond to get this card. Oh, yeah. Right? And then that actually gives you some mana from the Eldrazi Scions and then puts an enchantment in your graveyard. Sure. So there's oh, sweet. Yes, yeah, so there's enchantment, creature, artifact, land, sorcery, instant. Planeswalker. Planeswalker. It's like, yeah, that's that's about how deep you can get it, right? Yeah. So that's seven kinds, so that you get it to six. And for that, when you cast Emrakul, you gain control of target opponent during that player's next turn. After that turn, that player takes an extra turn. So you take their turn, then they get a turn. Yeah, but they might not be very happy. <laughs> uh, and it has flying trample and protection from instance. And it's a 13-13. Yeah, so the reason that it has protection from instance is because it would be dumb if you invested either 13 mana or like a substantial amount of your library right. in order to cast this. And just well, a substantial it amount of deck built. real estate yeah. to, build, to get your deck built around this kind of like uber delirium. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's going to probably be played uh, in green base ramp decks. 
in in um, also like a red white deck with Nahiri. So Nahiri can discard additional planeswalkers, for sure. example, creatures, anything while saving up to get Emerald. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I have like some weird conflux of um, allergies and a summer cold. Is this the best card in the set? <clears throat> no, I think Eldritch Evolution is the best card in the set. Okay. So you think Eldritch Evolution is better than Emrakul? I mean... Have a bigger impact on standard? There's impact... There's... There's cards that are, like, high impact, right? And a playable card that costs 13 mana is to be high impact, right? <laughs> so you wouldn't play it if it weren't dramatically high impact. Right. But this card is, like, on the order of... Ulamog, right? Ulamog was substantially better than Kozilek, you know? Right. But this is on the order of Ulamog. It's not even a guaranteed kill, right? Uh, but, like, Eldritch Evolution only costs three. Right? Think about some of the Planeswalkers in this set. Like, think about Tamio. Do you think this card's better than Tamio? No, probably not. Like, Tamio is a destroyer of lives. Right? It just makes you want to retire from magic. <laughs> like, seriously, just, like, you, you go... You go Sylvan Advocate, I go Sylvan Advocate, I go Tamio. I'm like, both of our Sylvan Advocates gain Tamio's plus one ability, I attack you. I'm like, uh, don't block, I guess? I'm like, all right, I'll draw a card. I do block, I draw two cards. But you attack, okay, I draw two cards. Like, that's so dumb, right? Or, and or like, you have a critical mass of stuff in play, or like, Tamio, tap down your blockers, kill you. Right? And that's not including Tamio's omniscience ability, which is also a part of the card. Right. Could just gain omniscience, so... Uh, it's my opinion that Tamio is a stronger card than Emrakul. But right now we're talking about what would be, you know, a better way to destroy uh, a city, right? A neutron bomb or a nuclear missile, right? Like, they're both going to likely destroy the city. Uh, Eternal Scourge. Three mana for a 3-3. Three, three. Eldrazi Horror. When you cast Eternal... You may cast Eternal Scourge from Exile. When Eternal Scourge becomes the target of a spell or ability and opponent controls, Exile Eternal Scourge. That's an interesting card. This card reminds me a little bit of Apocrisite. Oh, yeah, I remember that card. Was Although it? you didn't have to keep sinking mana into Apocrisite. Yeah. I think this card is, uh... I guess if it dies, it just goes to Graveyard. Yes, if it dies, it goes to Graveyard, but if they, like, you know, want to path it or yeah. do whatever they, you know, any tap it or do anything to it... Or if they have a Kalitas, it goes... Yeah, and if they have a Kalitas, it goes I think it's there. interesting against Kalitas, then. Yeah, it goes to Exile, and you just get it back. I think this card's probably a wax, but I don't know how. Right? <laughs> I'm going to blame my conflux of Summer Cold and, okay. uh, and allergies on that one. It of the Hard Swarm. This is an 8-mana common. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Eldrazi Insect. When you cast It of the Hard Swarm, put two 1-1 one, one green insect tokens onto the battlefield. And then it has Emerge 6G. So it's, it's Emerge is 7. And you get 6 power for it. Or 8 for 6 power. I think this card is not that exciting. Yeah. Uh, Lashweed Lurker. 8 mana for a 5 four. Awesome picture. Uncommon. When you cast Lashweed Lurker, you may put target non-land permanent on top of its owner's library. So it's a, uh, like a temporal uh, eddy kind of card. Except does not land. And then it has Emerge... 5GU. So it's 7 emerge for like a flame tongue cavalish ability? Yeah, sort of. But it could hit planeswalkers. It can't hit planeswalkers. I think this card will see play. There are a lot of decks that need to have some kind of solution to particular problem permanence and will often go to great lengths to get that ability. Sure. 
So I think it will see play. I think that's a, 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 a like a sideboard wax. Okay. Surgical I mean, I wax. I want to say wax because it's got blue green in the emergency. It's a surgical wax. Um, mockery of nature, nine mana, for a six five emerges seven G. So it's eight. When you cast Mockery of Nature, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. So this is the analog here is like an acidic slime, except this is a six-five instead of a two-two. It's a lot of a lot of mana for this ability. Oh, I, I like this card. You like it? I mean, it leaves a huge body behind. This is how do you not like this? This is this is your this is your jam. This card. Yeah, but I I was never high on acidic slime, and I was wrong. <laughs> right, I, but you but you did like you know uh, Indrik Stompowler. There are a lot of different kinds of Indrik Stompowler that I can play now. Like I could cast an Indrik Stompowler for five, and then I could just cast this for for three. Yes. Or I could sacrifice my Dragonlord Atarka to Eldritch Evolution to get this and destroy a, a good, I don't know the Vessel of Nascency. Yeah. That sounds way worse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think this card's sweet. I, I, I'm going to wax on this card. Okay, I'm going to wane on this card. You're going to wane on a... I'm on waning. Stomp power. I'm waning. It costs nine. It doesn't cost nine. It costs, like, four. Nine. Four. In the words of... It pro Actually, it probably costs five. It probably... You're going to... Like, my, 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 in my head, the sweet spot for cards you're going to sacrifice to this are three. In the words of Kai Bude, nine. <laughs> uh... Vexing Scuttler. So this is 8 mana for a 4-5. Uncommon. When you cast Vexing Scuttler, you may return target insert or sorcery card from your graveyard to your Oh, hand. you must love this. This is a Scrivener. It is a Scrivener, and it's Emerge 6U. So Emerge for 7 for a Scrivener. So I could sacrifice, like, a 4 for 3 and then have, like, my counterspell back? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think this card's very good. It's too expensive for a Scrivener. Scrivener was too expensive for Scrivener. How much is that? You know how, how much Scrivener that is? Scrivener was five. Yeah. Nobody played it and constructed after 1998. <laughs> it was, like, reprinted. Yeah, and they yeah. didn't play yeah, it and yeah. constructed it again. And then they made one that, like, got enchantments and... I'm mean, sorry. Instance and sorceries. And only you played it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Cronark? Yeah. Yeah. Was there one that got both and there still was, nobody played it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, no one played it. Okay. okay. So wait. And then the last card is Wretched Griff. Uh... So it is seven mana for three, four, emerge, five, you. When you cast Wretched Griff, draw a card, fly it. I mean, this is a lot to ask to get just draw a card for a yeah. three, four flyer. So I think I'm going to wane on it. Yeah, I'm going to wane as well. Like, I feel like I'm Mark Cuban when he doesn't have anything to say on Shark Tank. And he's just like, and for that reason, I'll pass. So the, the big cards here were Decimator of Provinces. Yep. Uh, distended Mindbender. I think that card's awesome. So, greater or less than Decimator Provinces. I think in order, the blue one, the black one, and... Actually, the blue one and the black one about tie. They're both awesome. Okay. Well, the blue one has so flash, Elder, Elder Deep Fiend. Yeah. yeah. I think Elder Deep Fiend, but they're all behind Emrakul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Emrakul's number one in the color list. Then Deep the, Fiend, then Distended Mindbender. I think those then, guys are about tied, and then... then Decimator Provinces. But, yeah, they're all good, all those cards. Okay. All right. That was green and colorless. We'll be back probably sometime this week, additionally. For yeah. I'm going to be in town tomorrow to play modern. Is it tomorrow? I believe so. I think it's Wednesday. Last time we played on modern. That was standard. I think the modern's on Tuesday. I'll check. All right. Well, I need to have a modern deck for a, for a WMCQ qualifier. You can't borrow John's storm deck like I did? Well, John will be playing in the tournament. <coughs> a 
That's a bad beat. Yeah, I could probably borrow his infect deck. Oh yeah, that's probably like, maybe I'll that's just, probably better. You should probably just play that deck. So like, if I can borrow his infect deck, I'll need his misty rainforest because I don't have that. I'll just like loan him my flooded strands or something, right? Because his misty rainforests are in that deck. I don't get the feeling that he owns a lot of fetch lands. <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll be back with more talking magic as we work our way through Eldritch Moon. There's my boat. Gotta go. All right, bye bye.